Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336. I am your Indian Center host with a little bit of a cough and scratchy throat today, the Matt Soroka. Where am I going with this? And then I'm also joined by the button lover who thinks that Michael Elias gets an A-plus for the trade deadline, Josh Soroka. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I Hold on. I never said A-plus. I never, I have never once said A plus. Okay. I, I, um, well, we're, we're going to get to it. Me? I did, okay, I did okay. do a little, uh, I did do a little pre, um, pre show prep today. Yeah. My so, throat's a little scratchy because I spent the entire night weeping and crying about how little Michael Elias did. But, but you can tell me why it gets an A. All right. Um, so, but we can get into it. I am not a Michael Elias apologist. Okay. Um, it, it I, seems like there's two sides, either for or against. Which, where are you on the Michael I spectrum, for or against? Oh, if you gotta, if you gotta put me in a, uh, in a, like I'm not allowed to be in the middle, so I have to be yay or nay. Well, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. You so can't where tell you? me that there's a spectrum and then I, there's only two sides. A spectrum well, which, with many different colors. You cannot say there's. That's only, what I'm saying, though. Like which there's only two end of the spectrum. Are you closer towards? Are you closer towards oh. the pro Michaelis end of the spectrum? Oh no, because no. I know you're not extreme at one end or the other. Is there? Uh, is there anyone who wasn't who has been an Oriole fan for more than five years that is not pro Michaelis? Josh, there are some dumb people out there. I know, but that's what I'm saying. They're, they they would be dumb. Yeah. Dumb is the only answer because there's winning baseball back in uh, Baltimore. We um, are even starting to get a little respect outside of Baltimore. Yeah, if Michael Eyes did nothing at the trade deadline, I would be mad, but I would still say, like, give credit to Mike for getting this team together that's now did, in first place, best record in the American League. Did Mike like you can't deny what he's done in a very short amount of time? No, and the fan base you have to also when you look at the the trade deadline you have to include Fuji in that move. I know it was two weeks before the trade deadline, but you still got to count that as a move. Michael Elias did a trade he made in July to get this team better. You can't judge him just based on what he did on the last day. Right. Which I we think would, made the team better also. But you have to look at the whole thing. We we went in the trade deadline saying bare minimum, a starter and reliever. Right. And and honestly, it was, well, maybe two relievers. But then yes. when you saw what happened to Wells and Wasby sent down, then all of a sudden it became, no, you need a starter. You need a starter and we have the bullpen will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we did that. We got a reliever uh, in Fuji and we got a starter in Flaherty. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I did prep before the game. I went and, and fired up MLB The Show. Okay. And Has rosters have, been updated yet? They have already updated the rosters. Oh, really? With the trades? Yeah. So oh, so cool. Jack Flaherty was on the team. So I got where, the where does he rank as far as starting pitching ratings? I would imagine. Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like, I would say, and I'm curious here, you're a five man rotation. Like, for me, the best pitcher on the team 
is Cobb Radish. Yeah. And then here's where it gets tricky where the rest you can make arguments, I think, for anyone. I think to be two through five. Yeah, and I think I can't take Gibson below two at this point. Really? He, you put Gibson too? Yeah, because he, he struggled for the month of June, but he's had a great July. So has Flaherty. Yeah, but Flaherty, I'm all right. All right, all right, all right. I see what you're doing. You're adding Flaherty into the mix now. So so maybe it's Bradish, Flaherty, Gibson, Kramer, Rodriguez. But then Rodriguez yes. has been pitching well since he got back. It feels weird Rod- to put Rodriguez is five. Rodriguez is – it feels weird. I like – was it Mike Elias or someone who made the comment who said, we don't really have a one through five rotation. We have a bunch of guys, and they're all kind of – they're doing their job. Yeah, I mean, if you had a, a, a playoff series right now, I don't. I, I think Cobb Bradish would be one. I, I don't know Bradish, who would be two through Flaherty, five. And I, I would have to. I would. I would. You'd give Flaherty one. You'd give Bradish one. And man, it would be. I'd be tempted to give it to Grayson with a short leash. Yeah, uh, because Grayson's pitched outstanding since he's came back. Yeah, you can't complain about anything and, he's done. And I think we're going to see kind of well, there's two things, and we'll get into it and talk about trade talk because there's two things to to watch. The first thing is all these pitchers: Kramer, Bradish, yes, Wells, Rodriguez, everyone all surpassing their maximum innings. Yeah, yeah. And so and fatigue becomes a thing. Did you and, see? Yeah. So when Wells got sent down to Double A, they mentioned right. they mentioned like Double A, and also to a pitching mechanic or something. Oh, really? A pitching, and I could not. I was googling before the show, trying to find the words that they used and what they called it. It wasn't a pitching school, but it was like a a specific like pitching coach to like, and it reminded me of what DL Hall went through. Yeah. Where it's almost like these guys, all our pitchers have so much wear on their arms that it's like. Let me let you send it, go down here, and it's not to limit your innings because you still pitch those innings in the minors. You're still throwing the ball, but it's to do something to rehab your arm to get you back up here. It's very interesting. It's yeah. something different. Well, than just well that's why, people. and and with Hall and with Wells, that all of a sudden becomes two big kind of wild cards yeah. that we don't know. It's it sounds like a lot of. O's fans are counting on them to be bullpen arms, but they're unknowns. We don't know if D.L. Hall will come back to form like he did in September last year. We don't know Tyler Wells, who was a great closer a couple years ago. We we don't know if he'll come back um, to form either. Like These are two unknowns. Yeah, it sounds like that's what the Orioles are planning as well, and it sounds like the fact that they brought D.L. Hall back up to Norfolk means they, they they think they got it straightened out. Yeah, it's interesting. They brought him right up to, to, to Norfolk. There was yeah, no, there was no slow build. The, yeah, was there was no rehab games at single A. No, it was straight to Norfolk. Right. And so that's, I mean, these are two guys to watch closely in their numbers and how they're pitching is D.L. Hall and Tyler Wells. I imagine t- that Tyler Wells will be shut down for a little bit. I don't know if that's true. I just imagine he'll be given a little bit of a break. I would think they'd give him a little bit of a break and a little bit of like some working with whatever this pitching mechanic person is not pitching for the Bay Sox because the Bay Sox don't need him. He was sent down to the Bay Sox because it's a local team, so it's not far of a drive from Camden. And it's where they can work on his arm 
and the team doesn't need him to pitch. They got to put him on a team where he can still work, but they don't need him necessarily there. Right. Um, and the DL Hall thing, just pay, I'm, I'm paying attention. They're, they're really into the idea of DL Hall be, be, being a starter. I, I know it's um, the end of was, the season. Yeah, that was, I was, were you like me and annoyed by those comments that Michael Elias made about DL Hall? Yeah, Michael Elias yeah. ended up building him up to like four innings. Yeah, four or five innings back to starter material. And at first you're like, this is ridiculous because it's so late in the season and we need that lefty arm. But then right. you start to think about it. If all these guys like are going to hit their innings limits, they all are. They're all maybe you start imagining some kind of piggyback situation with Grayson and DL or something where one goes four and the other one go, yeah. go, goes four. So I mean, maybe like Michael Elias is still trying to think, how can I get all the innings I need to finish right. the season? We're seeing a lot of piggybacking in the league. Tigers just piggybacked a few days ago. Um, so we're seeing that go on. You normally would not expect to see piggybacking from the best team in the American league. But we do have a lot of, our, our weakness is not our pitchers. Our weakness is that our pitchers, the wear and tear of our, our pitchers have not done this before. Yeah. It's like, they're all having career years. Yes. They've all stayed healthy, which is all all career limits. Yeah. It's all good news, but but it all, it also means, yeah, they're all hitting their, their pitching limits. Even if you think of Yenny or Cano uh, last week, we were seeing some arm slot issues with him, which is a sign of arm fatigue. So all Josh the guys pitching coach over here talking about arm slot. Talking hey, about I'm paying, I, Josh, are you going to break down the video of comparing arm slots here? Because no, whenever I, they, I've seen, I've seen, I've saw uh, Ben McDonald talk about it, and, and I trust him. Because like ESPN was showing Gunnar Henderson's hit, his stance in April compared to like May and June when he got no, hot. All looks the same to you. And I'm staring at it thinking. I don't see that's the same picture. All right. I don't see a difference in either picture. And they're telling me this stance has made all the is difference. It, Look at the right. change. Is it is it John Boy or is it the other guy pitching ninja? One of them does the videos where they overlay like four on top of each other. Yeah, pitching and, ninja does always other yeah. pictures. Yeah. And, the, and when they do that, I can see it. Side by side, I cannot see it. I'm with you. You need yeah. the over, you need the overlay and then slow motion where you can see a little difference. Because the changes are so subtle. So subtle. It's, it's but isn't that that's like when we were talking with Wells in the preseason, and he was talking about like the subtle, the subtleness of he's doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's all right. So no. so we got a lot to talk about. We got to talk yeah, about. It's been it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, I mean, let's before we get to it's, the trades, can we just talk about um, the Yankee series for a second? Well, can we go even bigger first and talk about the July? All right, you you, you go, and I because you and I have gone here, in sure. here. Yeah, go well. We went 17 and nine in July, where every team we played was above 500. That's crazy. We talked yeah. about June being tough and showing what this team was for. We talked about July being tough. And every time we keep talking about these months being tough, they prove it out. They now have the easiest schedule left as far as the AL East teams, which is crazy, which is always the opposite. But now playing the Orioles is tough, not an easy, an easy match. There yeah, are. Yeah, there are a lot of, I mean, you start throwing out data points and stats for this team. There's a lot of impressive things to say. Do you know what I think is kind of the most impressive thing um, when you talk about the Orioles record and where they are? Their record versus the AL East. Oh, it's, it's, uh, they have a really good chance of winning the divisional matchup against every single team. Yeah, they're 23 and 13 right now, 10 games over 500. 
against the best division in baseball. Right. The fact well, that we just spanked the Yankees, now we're spanking the the Blue Jays, at least we did in the first yeah. two games. Um teams that perennially spanked us is right. in the best division. All these teams are over 500 and, and we're and we're it's taking the it conversation, to them. It's the conversation we've had for the past 5 years. As we called 2023, we always said but you got to rebuild and you got to do it smart because you're in the best division in baseball. Yeah. And and there is this mindset. And I sometimes f- fell into it that no matter what we do, we're kind of screwed because the Yankees can spend a hundred million dollars more than we can uh, or $200 million more than we can spend. The, and so ultimately we're going to be kind of screwed because we're playing against a bunch of big market teams. But the now Yankees the two smallest in, markets are in first and second. Right. So take that. The Yankees are in last place in the AL East. Uh, they would be in, they would be in first place in the AL central. So don't tell yeah. me we don't play in the best division in baseball. No, we, we we do. And every time they talked about the Yankees, I was watching all the on the on the trade day, <laughs> trade deadline. I was watching first MLB Network, and then I switched to ESPN. And every time they talked about the Yankees, I turned it up because I just loved hearing them bash on the Yankees. Well, the Yankees right. have to buy here, but no, the Yankees should sell because they're having a terrible year. And the Yankees end up doing nothing. They got a reliever. Yeah, I was going to say they, they pretty much nothing. Technically, they bought, but yeah, yeah, but pretty much nothing, which which just makes me laugh. Um, and I hope they make the I, miss the playoffs. And and really, every team in our division, right? I think the Blue Jays did the most. Uh, I know Tampa Bay added a pitcher. Um, Red Sox did virtually nothing. No, um, What's so in, I don't the, think the, any the Rangers and Astros improved. Yes, those are going to be our both. Those, those teams are very competition in the playoffs. What's fun about that is, is also they, why we have to win the division. Yeah, what's fun about that is the Mets traded to Verlander and, to uh, Verlander to Houston and Scherzer to Texas, and those guys are in the same division. Yeah, and they had that. and they had beef when they played together in Detroit. Then they yep. like, I guess, kumbaya or whatever to sign with the Mets, and now they both get traded to rival teams. Like just baseball wise, that's a great story. It's just it's great for baseball. The, the AL West is great, and then you add the Shohei Otani. The, the Shohei Otani dra- drama in there. Um, it turns out the Angels, we waste a lot of breath talking about the Otani trade that never happened. Um, but but that's that's a fun division there. And then you wonder, I mean, those are three good teams that all took strides to get better yeah. trade deadline. Yep. You wonder, you know, who were the wild cards going to be? Because all these teams, the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Angels, Astros, Rangers, they all can't be wild cards. No, um, it's not come from the central, but the east and the west can be fighting it out for those wild cards. Right, spots. because the the east could easily have uh, two to three wild cards, and the yeah. west is going to want at least one wild card in there. But the west could get a couple too. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, and you know what? It's nice to be at the top. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in that wild I, card race. No, and it's it's crazy. Are you? Do you have the same obsession I have now, where I check? When I check the scores, I check, you know, I check the ALE scores like I always do. But are you now like me where I check the Braves score every day, hoping the Braves lose? So we can oh, you want the, the best overall, record I want in baseball? the best record in baseball. And the no. Braves are really good. Like, I just want the yeah. power rankings to come out and show the Orioles up top. Because yeah. I feel like every time they update those power rankings, there is someone mad that they have to begrudgingly put the Orioles up there. Yeah, I know. And they want, because, and now, now after trade deadline, everyone has anointed the Astros as the best team in baseball. They've been anointed with Verlander there as did the best team about, in baseball. Yeah. Did we talk about on this podcast or did we talk about it outside of this podcast about how the national media was setting up 
the Orioles yeah, we talked about for Otani and then setting the Orioles up for Verlander. Oh, Buster Olney. Every time he opened his mouth, Verlander. Well, Every time was, he opened his it mouth, was Verlander, Orioles. Verlander, it was Orioles, all set Orioles. up to try to get people angry at the Orioles if they didn't get Verlander. Well, not only that, but what has Buster Olney's biggest complaint been about the Orioles as a franchise? Spend They're, money. Spend money. Spend money. Yeah. The the most expensive trade target right. in baseball is Justin Verlander. And Ooh. oh, that's who Buster picked to trade. And I know, yeah. I know the Mets ate some money. Yeah. But the but the but he's yeah. still you being paid a lot of money by, by by the Astros. Yep. For no, three years. It was like it was like he picked out the guy that he knew the Orioles would not get so that he could then taunt how the Orioles screwed up. Just <laughs> just like just like Sunday Night Baseball was fun to watch the pre-planned segments and where are the segments that they planned to be able to bash the Orioles. Okay, okay. So let's get there, Josh. And I want to get to the trade stuff. Justin I know. Verlander. We got a lot to get to. It's been but, a fun week. But, but 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 So great month of July. Now let's talk yeah, about Yankee the Yankees series. series. All right. Um, great series in terms of fan turnout. Really? Rah, all right. Yes, really good. But there was still an article written on Monday morning about how Orioles attendance is down and the Orioles attendance is 19th in all of baseball because of crime and people scared to go to Baltimore. That's not true. It's, Josh, it's that's total a, crap. That's that was the, the article. You read, you're, you're reading no, the pickle. Not. Isn't that the sports no, one? The pickle? Was, that's not was, a real article. I don't believe the Baltimore sun. The Baltimore sun did uh, not write that article. Yes, they did. Okay. Yes, they did. I saw it on Monday morning. <laughs> And I, because I was talking to someone, and it was because it because attendance me. is up. First of all, attendance because, is up compared to last year. Because attendance is up, we, we had a sellout. We, this past we year. went from number like twenty nine in all of baseball to nineteen, and That's we're going a huge up higher, jump in a single year. And it, right, and those are numbers based on like June first. So since the summer hit, they've been going up even higher. It's a huge jump in attendance because of winning baseball, not because yes. suddenly there's better crime and less crime in Baltimore. Yeah, this season is living proof that if you win consistently, fans show up. It's proof. If you want to make money, John, build a winning team, spend for a winning team, and people show up, and you make more money. It's uh, uh, let's see. Where, all right, three days ago, here's the post. Let I think maybe someone's being sarcastic, and they got you. No. All right, all right foxbaltimore.com. Okay, that's so not Fox a real 45. Thing. Yeah. No, it's a it's a TV station. The Orioles okay. winning streak is overshadowed by safety concerns. A closer look at Camden Yard's crime impact on attendance. Mm. Oh, 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 a Fox website saying we need to, you know, have more police <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing about Trump in here, don't worry. Okay, that sounds a little though, a little bit political here that I Fox would be say- saying crying about crime in Baltimore. No. I mean, all right, but that's one article. I think the takeaway for, for me and for most people around the country is, and they kept on talking about ESPN. Like, I really love the ESPN broadcast. How fun it was to see Camden Yards full again and, and the enthusiasm around Camden Yards. Totally. And, and, and also, like, it was cool because it was the Yankee series, but the Yankee fans, you could not hear them on Sunday night. Now, no. partly is the Oriole bats shut them up real early in the game. Oh yeah, but it's a good now. performance by the Oriole fans. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no doubt. And I know I saw on Twitter a lot of people, or on X, a lot of people complaining about the 
the ESPN broadcast, I thought they were really good. Like I was, I was enjoying all like the it interviews, was, and it seemed to be very, very pro Oriole. I missed the part. I watched the part where they talked right. about the wall. I missed the conversation where it said the Orioles, Orioles, the Orioles, the Orioles are only good because of the wall. They, they, them they say did that. It. No, but they did it. They did imply that a few times. I they watched the whole thing, Josh. I saw every conversation. I saw that. No, what they said was was true that the Orioles built the team around kind of the advantages of that wall. Yes. Uh, yes. Drafting and fast outfielders, pitchers, they can now recruit. All the stuff that we've said in Baltimore that made the wall a positive thing. All of a sudden they say in the national media and everyone says, oh, they hate the Orioles. They only think we're good because of the wall. Get all out right. of here. It's all nonsense. Right. That's not what they said. Not what I, they meant. All right. Buster, that's, that's you guys being too soft. It's a bunch of strawberries. Oh, it, it's definitely it's definitely people watching the game expecting the hate on by Buster. Because yeah, but Buster said 99% nice things about the Orioles the whole right. broadcast. Buster's issue, Buster's biggest issue was Adley wearing the number 35. And that was because yeah, we was, talked about that before. He was That's here during the Mucina stuff. We've had yeah. that conversation. Yeah, we've had the conversation. And he, and he blames Peter Angelos for taking it all personally. That's fine. And, and we've talked about before. We fundamentally disagree with with what makes a retired number in Baltimore. Yes. What gets you a statue? We 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 don't agree with what Buster says. Right. No. Um, just because you put on orange uniform at some point does not mean, and your Hall of Famer does not mean you all of a sudden have a statue out there. Right, but I think that's why I think that's the only segment that was kind of pre-planned to hate on the Orioles. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and that rubs me I, the wrong way. Yeah, and and I get that, but I mean the interview with Gunnar Henderson while he playing shortstop, how cool was that? That was great. The, the interview Batista with ba- interview Batista, was yeah, how awesome. cool was that? And uh, and the the <laughs> segment on the Homer hose was cool. Yep. The uh, pre- to start the game was yeah really cool. the pregame with the four the young guys all sitting in the. In the uh, stands talking, yeah, yeah, was the cool. Interviews. That's cool. No, Even way, way better the, than Fox's broadcast. Yeah, yeah, they they did it up right. They celebrated, come back to Camden Yards. It got a great rating, seven point five, yep. which is great for a baseball game. Yeah. So and and I, we spanked the Yankees in front of everybody. Yep. Oh, what and it's Baltimore sports teams. We know this. We have a problem with national TV. Sometimes, we, yeah, we, we, we don't present ourselves well when we get in the big lights. Yeah, we we, we lose it sometimes. Right. So I the Orioles, the Orioles being chucked in the stands by exactly. Ravens players. <laughs> Orioles did what they were supposed to do. The fan base showed up. A good night for Baltimore. I enjoyed as a baseball tonight guy. I enjoyed listening to the podcasts, like leading up to it and afterwards. Yeah, and I like, thought baseball tonight. The podcast did a great job. Celebrating Baltimore and yeah, they and did dedicating a lot of stuff to toward they did Baltimore. I liked I liked a lot of the setup of it's Buster going back to Camden Yards and knowing that everyone thinks Buster hates the Orioles. Yeah, I enjoyed that throughout the week. Um, so I enjoyed the whole setup. I think yeah, great. I thought ESPN was great. I didn't think the Fox broadcast was that good. I thought ESPN was great. And I, yeah, and yeah. I, think, I mean, I think John Smoltz is, I mean, I think that broadcast is kind of just boring, but right. Uh, the ESPN is great. And the ESPN is, listen, ESPN saying that baseball, that's still deal. in my head is still really special. Yeah, it um, is. Fox and doesn't do anything for me, but, but ESPN saying that baseball is, is special for me. The Fox game was blacked out down here. They had yeah, the race game on Fox. Yeah, that's weird. So I had to go to one of my shady sites to watch it. Well, um, and I don't have a subscription to Fox or anything. So I had to. But I, what I like about Fox Sports on the app, they 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 give you an hour. So I watch an hour on one TV, I, then had to go to a different TV, watch another hour, 
the computer for the last hour. I did, I did the same thing. I watched it for an hour and then it cut out. Yeah. So then I went to the shady site. But some only give you 10 minutes. So I appreciate the hour. Yeah. See, I didn't know they gave me an hour. I just knew it stopped working after an hour. And I was yeah, like, at What's first, up with the this? first time I was like, oh, I, I have Fox. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, but no, I, uh, what also is we haven't been on ESPN in five years. That's crazy. The, yeah. the numbers that that got great ratings, the way we performed, we're going to be on ESPN again next year. Oh, for, for the next five years, we'll be on there every year. I mean, we, there's a good chance we're on again this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, how, how, I don't know how, how often they're decided, how often they switch those. I don't know. Are they, is was, that a week to week thing? I don't know. I don't know. But I was thinking maybe playoff ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't know how, uh, so if Sunday night baseball, let's see. Is that like, it's like a flex game each week? I don't know how that works. Uh, but no, no, because they know about it well beforehand. So it can't yeah. be just a, so a maybe, flex. Let's see. But, 2023 baseball. Yeah. But like, do they know who's playing on Sunday night? You know, in they do in the whole thing. Yeah, the whole uh I'm looking or at an article from there. December that has the entire year. Okay. It's awesome. So it shows it's <laughs> but it's weird. It only shows two more. Maybe, maybe there's some that are set and some that are flexed. I don't know. Yeah, maybe because it shows August sixth is the Dodgers Padres and August twentieth is the little league classic. Okay. Which hey, this is an exciting game. The Philadelphia Phillies at the Washington Nationals. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we remember we, we were part of that last year, and, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Which I guess was had to be an ESPN game, right? Yeah, ESPN game. Then okay, that was but it, that okay, felt a little bit like our coming up party in the sense that got it. you're right. Adley had just come up then, or but, they, but it wasn't we it better. wasn't at yeah, but it wasn't at Camden Yards, so that's right. the difference. This right. It wasn't Camden, back Yards. At Camden. Okay. Right. Gotcha. All right. Hey, so, can we get to some some trade talks? Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get to trade talks? Oh, did the Orioles make a trade? Oh, yeah. They, they made us wait. And you knew Michael Elias would do it. Michael Elias, he's going to wait last, till last second. Someone yeah. blink. Yep. Um, well, that's because that's because he just left to pick up the scraps, right? Yeah. So I want to know, Josh, your expectations. Um, disappointed. You feel good about the trade deadline. We can get to specifics with Jack Flaherty. Is there someone else that you're like, oh, maybe we, we could have had a shot at them? Um, we, the, how, how are you we, feeling now? Kind of a day after the trade deadline. Um, we had a shot at everyone. There was no one that we did not have a shot at because we had the um, we had the farm system. We we don't. I'm Josh. I'm so, assuming. I have no data or no evidence to back this up. I'm going to assume that Justin Verlander refused to pitch at Baltimore. Uh, and the next I am, time I see him, I'm going to boo him to his face when he comes to Baltimore and pitches. If I'm ever at a game, in any game that he's pitching, I'm going to boo the heck out of him. No, I'm, I'm assuming that he refused to come to Baltimore, even I'm if it's the, not true. That's what I'm, I'm at the about. same point. that I think even if he had the choice between me. Houston and Baltimore, he pitched in Houston last year. He put up good numbers. Yeah, yeah. he knows so, everyone there. Yeah, He knows everyone. Yeah. That's an easy move to make to go back he to has, Houston. He, he has total control where, where he goes. Right. So I don't. I, so there is zero bit of me upset with Elias that we didn't get Verlander. Right. Agreed. It's the same upsetness that we didn't go to Tani. It's like, no, he wasn't really an option. It's out of our hands. Yeah. Yep. Out of out of Elias's hands. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, but yeah, that, he, that's there's something there, Josh. That's I'll, that story. There's something there. It's really weird because the Tigers were so much for him. 
and supported him so much last year while he was going through like marital issues. Yeah. And paid him to take all this time off and stuff. And then for him to go there and say no. Yeah, there's got to be something else that's wrong. Because and and to go no, like no to one of the best franchises in the baseball, the Dodgers, who are in a playoff hunt. And then for the Tigers not to trade him anywhere else. I think there's more to that story. That's and a, weird. And a guy that like, yeah, because it's you're talking two months, and he's a free agent. Well, he's got an option, but he's not going to pick up the option. He's not going to pick up the option. No. So he's a free agent in two months. So to say, oh, I want to be on the East Coast, that's not true because half yeah. your games would be out of town anyway. Yeah, it feels a little bit and like the Adam Jones situation. I, there, it it's, doesn't it's add up. Been, to me. No, Adam Jones is what reminded me. It doesn't add up. There's something missing there. Yeah. Uh, his family's in Miami. The, the, I'm pretty sure it's about the same flame, plane ride from Detroit to Miami as it is from L.A. to Miami. Yeah. I, Not I, too concerned yeah, about You that. wonder if maybe he's holding out and saying, like, I only want to be traded to Miami or something, and then they couldn't get the deal done. I, I don't know. I, something I don't else know. is going on there. So, so because of that. So I'm I forgive okay. the E-Rod. So I forgive yeah. A-Rod as well. Me too. That, that was I, their dysfunctionality. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like a Michael Elias apologist right now. But I'm not. Because those are two pitchers that would make make us better. Yes. But weird situations that is yeah. out of Elias's hands. Yeah. Right. I agree. And then and then I also and then I get down to all right. We've got Cease in Chicago. There was a, I would have loved Lorenzo from the Tigers. That would have been great. Um, I feel like Mike Elias was calling these teams up, and he was like, um, he was like the rich guy walking into the pawn shop or walking into the flea market mm, where yeah. no one wanted to get, wants to give you a deal because clearly you can afford more. Yeah. So I feel like you go to, you go to the white Sox and they say, okay, yeah, we want Jackson holiday. You go to the tigers. They're like, well, we want uh, Westberg and hall. And uh, I don't know another guy. Yeah, well, uh, and Josh, Michael Elias said, and here's a quote from Michael Elias. We might have a couple of players and I won't name them, that we wouldn't trade for anyone in baseball. Yes. And he also said later, this is not a quote, but I know he said something about how some other GMs were fixated on certain names. Right. For the Orioles. And I, and and, I and saw we that can, going around Twitter about the White Sox fixated on Holiday. Yeah. And sorry, and, and, we weren't trading Holiday for anything. Yeah, there's literally no one in baseball. He's a 19-year-old kid that could make it to the majors this year. Yeah. And is crushed, crushed it at every level. <laughs> he wasn't... Unless you're you, giving me you never see teams trade the number one over a prospect right. in baseball. You, you so don't do I that. feel like there's too much value so there. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm an Elias apologist, but I feel like I can forgive him like hanging up on teams every time they ask for certain guys. <laughs> so for right. the for him to get us a certain pitcher without giving up much to get Jack Flaherty, who sorry, if you look at Jack Flaherty's last 10 starts. He's pretty good. He's probably about the same level as Cease. When you look at his, um, it's not Babbitt. What's the stat? Uh, the stat that takes the uh, defensive out. The ERA plus or something? FIP? I don't know. FIP? Field, fielding independent pitching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. He was like the highest rated guy. Because he's because guess what? The Cardinals defense sucks. Yeah. So if you put Flaherty on these, this Oriole team with the number five defense in baseball, He's going to be better. So I love the move. The fact that we gave up uh, Prado and Showalter and uh, who was the third guy? Drew Rom. Drew Rom. Rom. Uh, Prado was never going to make it up here. We were way too crowded. Rom has struggled this year and really dropped down. 
And Showalter is a kid. Who knows what that's going to be? Like in three to five years, he could be a starting pitcher for the Cardinals. But we've got now, Flaherty. Everything I've read, Josh says he projects best case scenario as a, a reliever. So I give this, a, I give it an A for Elias. I'm very happy with the return. Yeah, it's just a rental, but that. So we'll have to figure something out in the off season. But you go win right. the World Series, you get make a performance in the playoffs, then you can deal with the off season. Okay, well, well let, let, let let's pause here and, and think again about what we gave, gave up because Cesar Prado was yeah. one of my like top five favorite minor leaguers. Okay, I remember watching him in Aberdeen, and probably because you know personal bias here, but I was talking to someone who goes to all the Aberdeen games because he was just sitting there and we were talking about Prado, and he was like. You won't believe this, but Prado, like over this, over this, over the off season, just got huge and now hitting a ton more. He just hits all the time. He has like a contact rate through the roof. He doesn't walk very much. He swings up right. balls out of strike zone, which is not very Oriole, but he like gets hits the ball all the time. And I think he's going to be a decent. I think he can make the majors. Now the problem is right now at second base, even without. Um, if it, let's assume Frazier's gone next year, then Westbrook's there. And if Westbrook's not there, then Connor Norby's there. And if Connor and, Norby's not there, then Joey Ortiz is there. Right. And then if Joey Ortiz, like you have to go way, and, way, way, way down the list to get the Caesar Prado. Right. Because, and you still got Jackson Holiday coming up probably next year, right. which means Gunners move into a corner. So now you only have second base as your option. And you just listed four guys that can play second base. And, and from what I heard, Prado really can't play in the gals. He's an, a below average, from what I've read, a below average second baseman at that. Right. And he can't play in the All gals. Right. So, so it's like, no so trading Prado, he's a good bet, but it's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Right. And so and so then you go down down to, to Drew Rahm, who, again, people say best case scenario, he can be a number six starter, right? He's that extra starter that really is not good enough yeah. in the rotation, but extra. Um, but he's... He's been with our club long enough that if he had that, he would be he would have pitched this year. Yeah, I mean, Michael Elias had a long. I mean, he was good enough to be on, on the forty man, but not right. good enough to ever crack this ro- rotation, even when this rotation need, need, needed help. Um, no. He hasn't lit up Norfolk. Um, I think. I think we brought him up for a day in May, but I don't even think we put him in the game. Yeah, yeah, he was just there. Right. We needed him, and 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 so again, he was not a guy who I don't think was cracking the rotation. Anytime soon. And so best case scenario, he becomes a bullpen arm, but I don't think we really need that bullpen arm right now. Um, and I think he's easily replaceable as a bullpen arm. So that, that feels like nothing to me. Um, and, and Zach Showalter, who might be the biggest guy that was traded, but he's not even in our top 30 prospects. Like he's, he doesn't even crack the top 30 of our prospect pro- prospect right. list. He's just a guy. Um, there's a lot of Zach Showalters out there. And maybe Zach Showalter will turn into a good reliever, but uh, he feels to me like a guy that we might never hear about again. And I, I, I don't. I wish the best for Zach Showalter. Like I went on a great career, but again, right. he's just another guy in the minors. Yes. And so, what blows my mind? And I think this is a great deal as far as what we gave up, because I just went through the list, and I don't think we gave up. I think we gave up nothing that hurts our farm system. And the thing that's no. really surprised me, Josh, is I was watching all the coverage. The Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, um, I'm missing teams here, all needed starting pitching at the end of the deadline. The Orioles right. were in that list. 
Right. There were only a couple starters to be had. There was Erod, e- and there was Flaherty, and by the end end of the deadline, like that was kind of it. Right. And Cease. Well, well, and Cease and, and Mitch Keller, but those yeah. were long term deals that they didn't need to trade, and Gilbert for Seattle, but you didn't need to trade those guys. So the only guys that were definitely getting traded were Flaherty and Erod. I don't know. It blows my mind that that package of Rom, Showalter, and Prado right, beat something. out the Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, whoever else is trying to get well, Certainly, we're not the only team try, trying to get them. No, but it's what we've it's what we've talked about many times, where suddenly our B and C guys are A and B guys for other yeah. teams. If you look at where they were in the so rankings good. for us, they're a lot higher in those rankings uh, for the yes. Cardinals. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, so that, yeah. And, and, and just the other thing about that, the, the, the other thing, though, about it is I felt like we talked about Norby, Ortiz. It feels like we have high prospects who don't have room right now on our team. Yeah, and I, I, was, thought I maybe, was prepared to lose them. Right. And I'm a little, could we have gotten someone if we gave up Ortiz? And then I went back. Ortiz and Norby are the two that come to mind. Specifically Ortiz, because I feel like Ortiz is so good. But he doesn't have a spot here because of Henderson and then Holiday and Westberg. But I was right. looking at the quotes by Mike Elias. And Mike Elias said this about Joey Ortiz. He said, and this is before the trade deadline. He said, I, Elias said, I think that Ortiz is going to have a long future as a starting shortstop. And here is the most likely place. We're which thrilled that make, we have him right now kind of waiting which, in the wings. Which doesn't make any sense. From our vantage point, right? Don't I yes. mean I see a transition? Who's going to be the shortstop? Holiday or Holiday or or Henderson? Is it Holiday? I would think Holiday and Henderson moves to third. Right, I love Henderson at third and Westbrook at second. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's my picture. So how does Ortiz fit into that? And Norby platooning somewhere in there or something. I mean, yeah, maybe first base. You got. I mean, Mountcastle's been playing well, but I think you could no, maybe first base. Push. First base, my man, Kobe Mayo. But, all right, all right. but this is what we're talking about, Josh. I feel like we have a lot of really good cards that we didn't play. And I'm like, if you're not going to play them now, when are you going to play them? I don't know. I'd say Mateo just made another error tonight in the game. I'd say yeah. bring up Ortiz now. Royal fans have turned on Mateo. Yes, I am done with Mateo, and I love Mateo. Yeah, I like but, him as a, a, a bench player. I don't like. Him I like him off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I like him in MLB The Show because he's got a 99 speed. So I just bunt him and get him on base. Yeah, but I want him not, in an extra inning game. Yeah, I want him as that as that second base guy. Agreed. But man, I need Ortiz up here playing shortstop now. If you think he's got a career playing shortstop in Baltimore, let's see it now before it becomes too late. Yeah, because I, I don't I, see Ortiz as the everyday shortstop, even as fast as next year. Because I really think Jackson Holiday can break camp with this team next year. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to watch. I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say Ortiz is a start, starting shortstop next year, and Holiday's at AAA or something. But all right, so Josh, um, there were a lot of. It felt like a seller's market. There were a lot of. Well. It, there were a lot of buyers and few sellers. Right. Part of me was, was like, Michael Elias is probably, you know, mad that he can't be a, I think Michael Elias loves to get good deals. And so I think Michael Elias was kind of a little bit mad that he couldn't be a seller because he's like, man, 
if I could sell a trade a starting pitcher or something right now, I could, or hit, right. I could, I could get a ton get, of return back. Yeah. Right. right. So I think what I could get for Tyler Wells. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but this is the big question surrounding Michael Elias. We know he can develop, but can he kind of make the moves to put us over the top? I mean, I, I don't leave the trade deadline feeling like if we got Verlander, I would feel like, okay, let's go. Right. With Flaherty, I feel like this team is kind of what we were. Right? I we feel lose like, Wells, replace him with yes. Flaherty. We're kind of the same as we were. We made that's not a bad move, thing. but it felt like the the minimum. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing because I felt like, especially after this weekend's performance with the Yankees, I felt like, all right, this team can perform on the big stage. This team can play playoff baseball. I, I'm comfortable with this team, even if we don't make any moves. And I think we made just enough moves where it's not a, it's nothing that's going to make us the favorites, but it's enough that we can play competitive ball, which is what we've been asking for. Yeah, I feel a little bit like, to use a car analogy here, with our starting pitching, our car is still driving well. Our pitching is still going well. But that check engine light has come on. <laughs> that check engine light, like, we're seeing a couple of warning signs that maybe our car could break down at some point. Right, and which is why we went out and we got, like, an extra, uh, we, we replaced the muffler. Right, like we didn't or solve got, the we, engine issue, right. and there's like got, an engine hit you here. Yeah, we got new tires on the car. Yeah, we did a temporary it's, kind of which, which fix. Hey, that's how I manage my car trouble. Okay, one thing well, at a time. I'm well, not we'll going to go down the road. Whole, we'll worry I'm about not going to buy a whole new car. Later. I think this can get me on the for the rest of the year, and then in the off season, I'll I'll worry about that. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite that bad, but yes, I well, I, I mean it's, I it's, don't. There's nothing yeah. to push us to the to be a favorite. I mean, but it it was a little bit of before Flaherty, Irvin was our fifth starter, right? Right. Well, and then, no, no, no. We already replaced. Oh, you mean well, we replaced Irvin already with Rodriguez. No, no, but then Wells went down. Okay, yes. And so, so Irvin, Irvin replaces Wells. Yeah, we never officially made that move. We just had four starters. But yeah, you're right. right. If we ran into that problem, Irvin probably would have gotten the start tomorrow instead of Flaherty. Exactly. And Josh, let me ask you a simple question. Is it an upgrade? No, no, not even that. If Rodriguez or Bradish or Kramer yeah, or go Gibson, down. any of them go down, yeah. who's next man up? Irvin. I have no idea. Well, no, no, no. If Irvin's well, already there. Oh, oh, you mean you mean if we didn't get Flaherty? Pre-Flaherty. Oh, we then we're starters, looking. We have no sixth starter. There's no one. Then you're looking at Drew Rahm? You're, yeah, looking at, yeah, Drew you're, looking at, you're looking at D.L. Hall. Maybe Garrett Stallings down there <laughs> yeah. at Norfolk. Um, yeah. Maybe it's, 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 maybe you give Vespi a shot. Is Bruce Zimmerman still with the organization? He uh-huh. is. He's still with Norfolk. Yes. No, you're right. Um, how do you feel about the talk of, well, by the end of the month, September, I mean, we're now in August. By the end of the month, September, we get D.L. Hall back into this bullpen. We get Wells rolling. Michael Givens. And we get... Givens back. We get John Means up here into this bullpen. Does that give you confidence for our bullpen? Uh, it actually does a little bit. On the one hand, like I don't like rolling with what ifs, right? But on the other hand, you just what threw if? out yeah. four what ifs, right? Right. So, right. so you we're not saying me... what if one of these guys work. But no, no. But we're not saying what. But we're not saying what if four of them work out. Right. We're saying we're saying we have what if two does. 
Right. We, we're saying we're, we've got four guys to throw at the situation. Right. And, and four, even four guys them, that individually have showed promise. Right. Even if just Wells goes back to what he did as a closer, and though he won't be a closer anymore, but, but you know, pitching high-left situations, and D.L. Hall goes back to what he did in September, that's good enough. If that well, yeah, doesn't work if, out, and it might you're not, right. all we need is John Means and Wells. And if that doesn't work out, all we yes. need is Wells. And, like, no, it doesn't matter right. how you break it down. If, we just need one or two more arms. And between those guys, I, I, I think it'll work out. No, you're right. If all four of those guys worked out and our rotation stays solid, then suddenly you're looking at this pitching and it's not an issue. Oh, we, 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 we don't have enough room for them all. Yeah. Right, right. And then and another thing to watch, another question mark in the bullpen is Perez. Perez looked really good again two days ago, was it, or yesterday? Um, yep. That's an ongoing – like, is Perez the Perez from April and May or is the Perez from, from July? Like, I mean, the thing about bullpen arms, too, is, like, they only give – you have a really small sample size, right? You just have, like, one inning <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, exactly. to judge a couple, couple times a week. And so it's like, is this – can we rely on Perez? Um, because right now it feels like, Josh, as far as confidence, you have Felix Batista, who's the best in the game. Right. Um, and then you have, I don't know, do you have more confidence right now in Kano or Fuji? Oh, I mean, like, uh, Fuji blew it a little bit tonight, so I'm going to go with Kano. Okay. But, um, yeah. I mean, but 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 a lot less confidence than that. Batista. And then yes. it drops down even more with Bauman and... Perez yeah. and maybe Coulomb, you, you feel pretty good about now. And uh, recently, uh, Joey, Joey Cramble looked good <laughs> yesterday. Okay, but again, I don't want Joey Crable pitching in the ninth inning of a tie game in the playoffs. No, 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 no. I want those four guys that you mentioned. Well, I, I just want Batista at this point. And, and yeah, so that's but... why I'm hoping, you know, right. Wells or True. Means or Hall or Givens becomes another big guy. Yeah, sure. And, and and so that's why I feel good about no no bullpen move, because again, all four of those don't need to hit. Just one or two of those guys need to work out to be successful. Right, and we're okay. And those four guys give us opportunities for uh, bullpen games and some piggyback games with those type of guys. Yeah, yeah, I think if we um, need to stretch out our our starters a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. Wells. You could do all well. means can all go multiple innings if you need them to. Right. Yeah. You you give them all two, three innings or one time through the rotation. You get wells for one time through the rotation. Then you switch to means. Then you switch suddenly like with a bullpen like that, you can quickly get to the seventh inning and hand it off. Yeah. Um, Josh, here's how fi- fi- fan graphs r- r- wrote up about the Orioles trade as they do about all trades. And I'm not going to read the Fangraphs article. You can read it yourself. But <laughs> but here's what they said. But the last, can I just read the last paragraph? Yeah. Because kind of summing up their argument about the trade for Flaherty. All, here's, here's the paragraph. All told, it doesn't look as though any of the prospects orders gave up are likely to be impact players. While Elias sees this team as one whose competitive window is just starting to open, perhaps he and the Orioles will look back and wish they had dug a bit or a lot deeper to round out their rotation in pursuit of October success. So it starts off with a compliment saying, Hey, oh, we see? didn't have any key prospects and then it gets in there. Oh, but maybe we didn't do a do enough. See, and that's kind of, I kind of feel that too. You, you missed the other, the, you missed the, 
on Fangraphs, the winners and losers article. That's where I thought you were going with. Oh, no. Wait, because wait. they wrote the big loser is the Orioles. And they said, uh, they Didn't said, do that, enough. nope, they said that the Orioles, my guess is the Baltimore front office held back by the very thinking that has propelled them to this spot in the first place. They sold it to deadline last year despite being fringe contenders and it paid off. So they try to red paperclip every trade building towards the potential glorious future. They hoard prospects and work mm. reclamation projects. The system works, and Houston used that model, uh, and the Orioles might follow in their footsteps one day, but the plan has its limits, and you're struggling to deal with the ex... Uh, I can't even read that word. Not to deal with the exigencies of a playoff contender. So this guy does not like it. Thought that the Orioles should hoarding have done our prospects. something that were hoarding prospects yeah. and hoarding the hope and the plans for the future versus the now, which I get, but I am not too concerned about the now. I still feel comfortable with the now. Yeah, and and then the next argument then is okay. They connected to 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 a player, um, right, right? So who tell me who, who? Did we miss out on? Now, if you would tell me we could get Mitch Keller. For Joey Ortiz and some people, I was oh well, maybe we missed out. Well, and I'll tell you, it starts with with let's break down that thought a little more. The Orioles are a lock to make the playoffs this year. Let's be real; people did not believe in the Orioles, and now you're mad because the Orioles are a lock to make the playoffs. Yeah, but they're not getting more. Yeah, it says yet their rotation's one of the worst in baseball. Deadline had a ton of impact rental arms. I don't think it did. And while they would have cost a decent amount in terms of prospects, the Orioles uh, could have easily done that with Kerstead, Kowser, Ortiz, Westberg, and others. Yeah, see? I don't want to trade any of those guys. I know. And, and so if Elias, if if other GMs, because you know we get fixated on players like we want Verlander, right, or we want Cease. I'm sure GMs fixated on Holiday, Mayo, and Kerstad. Yeah. And I've come on and said, I don't care. Who you're offering? I don't care if it's Mitch Keller, Dylan Cease, Logan Gilbert. No. I'm not trading Kerstet, Mayer, Mayo, or H- Holiday. And if other GMs try to talk and call with, and and every deal includes one of those names, right? Sorry, it's not happening. Right, Kerstet's forcing his way up onto this team again, if not this year, next year. And if you want to call that hoarding prospects, fine, call it hoarding prospects. But Kerstet. That kid's going to be an all-star so, for a decade, in my opinion, and to 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 trade him for a year or two of a starter. Uh, I don't I know. Think, I don't know buy I, that. I think all these reporters just love big splashy moves, and the fact I do that the too. Orioles I don't. Do I, that, I want Verlander. Yeah, I would have loved it too. But I think, I mean, they wrote that article, but then for St. Louis, they got quantity over quality. And it's like, yeah. good, that's what we want. Right, and and they had nothing nice to say about any of those prospects. I right. read that article too. And they said, you know what? Best case scenario, Prado will be um, a, a utility player and Rom might be, you know, a depth rotation piece. Right. And Zach Walter might be a reliever. Like that, that's the so, best they could say about any of those guys. Right, so that none of these articles, none of these reporters can do it. So if you are a 336er who's angry at Michael Elias, let us know, like, what did you expect him to do? Because I cannot come up with the player that should be an Oriole right now. Again, Josh, I can. Like, if 
I don't know this. Here's the frustrating thing. Like, we don't know. But if Logan Gilbert or, or Mitch Keller could have come here for a package of Ortiz and Norby and someone, then I would have done it. But I didn't even see these guys being offered. Were they even... <laughs> No, because they they're multiple years, so they didn't need to trade them. Right, so they weren't out there being marketed. No one was ready to pass on these guys. So it's likely, and since they didn't need to trade them, it's likely they were saying, "Well, listen, we will trade them, but only if you include Kerstet, and then hoping that Elias would blink at the end, and Elias didn't blink." Right. Um. And so, so we don't. That's what we don't know, right? Like what was offered, the names. We we don't know that. Right. I would have liked Doros to get a better rotation arm. Like, I, I don't feel like, Josh, think about it. We're going to go up in the playoffs against who? I, I mean, uh, against uh, Verlander, against Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah. Or, or, you know, against top arms in baseball. Yep. And we're throwing out Kyle Bradish. I know. I get that. Not, I understand that. Okay. And if we're throwing out Verlander as a number one, it's I feel a lot different. better about our chances I than do. Radish. But we also know how hard it is to make a trade. And yeah. and how hard it is. Um, I think of kids coming back after Halloween to trade <sighs> Halloween candy. And it's like, no, I want that big candy bar of yours. But you, in order to get that, I need to give you up all this stuff that I really want. I, wa- I got to give up my favorites. And I'm not willing to do that right now. Um. I know, but still, like, even if you don't give your favorites, I go back to thinking, listen, you can't have my favorites. I still got some, my, my, like, cast-offs, Norby, Ortiz, yeah. Stowers, whoever, right. are a lot better than some of these other guys' favorites. Yes, but you know how the other teams are, and they get fixated on, Yeah, I don't want those other guys. I want your, I want your 1-1. Josh, what, 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 what do you think? Did you see this quote by Michael Elias? And what are your thoughts on this? He said, we got very close to some things. We took some very big swings, and some things came close. The trade deadline is really hard yeah. because when you start working on something, you block off opportunities elsewhere. You get locked in, and you don't really know if it's going to if it's going to go to fruition. It's just a hard thing to navigate. It's very very challenging. Yeah. It can be tense. This was as tense of one of the, uh, as this is Michael I still talking. This was as tense of one as I've seen, and as challenging of one that I've seen. But he was one of the pitchers talking about Flaherty. That yeah. from the very get-go, our planning we circled as a fit. So Michael Elias said this is one of the most challenging trade deadlines he's ever been a part of. And he also said we took some very big swings, implying that they missed on those big swings. Right. As in we tried to get Verlander. We tried to get Scherzer. We tried to get Rodriguez. Maybe Cease or – Yeah. I don't see – Rodriguez is a big swing. I see – Gilbert, I don't, Keller, I don't see Cease, Cease as a big swing. Verlander, I see those guys as big swings. I see Verlander as a big swing. Yeah. Um, I see. Yeah, that goes back to maybe that, we did a Verlander and Verlander. I see the fact that down. two weeks before we were talking about Otani as a big swing, before the Angels decided, oh, actually, we have a chance. You think Michael Elias was working with the Angels on a package for Otani? Well, there was at least phone calls that were made okay. that came out that we were interested. But I don't think that's what Elias is talking about when he says big swings. It no, sounds like it was almost something that happened last night or, or on Tuesday. So. Probably night. so. And I think I think we probably made a swing for Verlander. I think I think when you think about the intensity and when you made the comment about how if you focus so much on one trade, you miss other opportunities, I think that's why, why Erod didn't get traded. The Tigers got screwed because they focused all their energy into that Dodgers trade, and then he said no. 
Yeah. So I think I totally see that. It's like suddenly he said no, and there's 10 minutes left. What are the Tigers supposed to do? Can I just say, I watched for the first time. I know um, 10 years too late. I'm sorry. For the first time of the night, I watched Moneyball. That was your and first time? I know you texted that you watched it. Yeah, All it was right. first time ever. And the trades, that's the only part that really annoyed me, is, you know, old boy would pick up the phone, Billy Bean, and say, hey, listen, I want to trade this player. Just give me any reliever you want. Okay, done deal. And then hang up the phone. <laughs> right, right. I don't believe that's really how trades work. No, no, no. But like no. all the deals were done in, in, in like seconds. I don't think that's how it's done. No. But he, I, Michael has mentioned think, also how like he was waiting on the people to call him back and they didn't call, call, call him back. Like I think there's right. a lot of that. Like oh. I offered you something. I'm waiting for the call back. Six o'clock is coming. I think, especially I when think, you like Mike and you butt it to the last second. Like maybe I think there's something it's on the a, table that didn't yeah. come through. I think there's a lot of text. Forget phone calls. I think there's a lot of text messaging going by. Okay. Well, I think you're I think you're texting this guy, you're texting the Angels, then you're texting the Tigers, then you're texting the White Sox. Yeah. Getting the feel out there. I think it's a lot of texting going on. Um Sunday I don't know. Day, Do you think so? Because texting leaves I think more, more of a trail than phone calls. I would be nervous with all the texts. I get that, but I think there's also there's also there's there's definitely a thing within the GM community of don't leak out potentials because you never hear. You don't hear the Mets come out and say yeah, we traded to Verlander to the Astros. Uh, Elias offered us this and this and this, but this was a better fit. You well, never actually, hear that stuff leak. It was out. really surprising that um, Preller or whatever that the Mets GM um, said to Scherzer, like, "Listen, Scherzer, we're not trying to compete next year. So you want to get traded because we're not really trying to compete right. next year." Right. And that was surprising that that came, came, that, that came, came out. out. Yeah. Yeah. But you never hear stuff like that about other teams or whatever. It's like the Erod stuff. It's not even leaking out really why he turned it all down. Yeah. So I think GMs keep those text messages pretty tight. I think the, the other thing that supports Verlander being the big swing guy, and I don't know if he was or not, but he was the biggest kind of the best pitcher on the market. Right. Which is, is what we it, needed. Is the notion that Michael I said repeatedly, money was not an object. He's yeah, I don't know if I, you believe it, Josh, but Michael I said like he, he ran everything through John and like money was not an issue. I, I believe it. I know people love to hate on John Angelos. It goes back to Sunday night baseball. Were you surprised to see John Angelos in the booth? With Mike? With Mike. Do you think he was only there because it was Sunday night baseball, or do you think he was there because of the trade deadline? I think probably both, yeah. I think Sunday night baseball. Okay. Yeah, yeah but 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 you, you, don't, but, I, you don't, but a Verlander trade is going through John. Yeah, I think John's there signing off on anything. I do. Absolutely. Um, I, like, going to I did like... I did like the trade stick going, the Angelos hating stick going around Twitter about how, well, uh, Angelos wouldn't sign off on Verlander, but he would sign off on Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and switching um, the music. Yeah, all the, all the caption, what, you know, who John Angelos was talking to or, well, or, you know, on the phone. So and yeah. I think I, I texted you that it even snuck into the uh, Baseball Tonight podcast where they made a comment about John Angelos focusing all his energy on booking concerts instead of the Orioles. Yeah. Which. So, which I mean, again, 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 it's true. But again, maybe that's better than being too yes. involved in the organization. Correct. Maybe it's better, John. You go work on your concerts as long as you give Mike all the resources to do what he's got to do. Yeah. You know what I think bothers me about the concert series is that it's called like Birdland Entertainment or something. Oh, yeah. Or if it was just this other like the Angelos Music Group, because yeah. all these owners have their own businesses that they do and they deal with. 
that's not baseball related. But I think uh, the but fact that it's called it Birdland and he's tying team, it yeah. into baseball is what irritates me about it. Where if it was just a music group, I'd be fine. Yeah. So, Josh, no, other I, other thoughts good. about the trade? I cannot complain. I can't wait to see him tomorrow. Um, it uh, it'd be great to put him out there and kind of win the series with the Blue Jays tomorrow with him out there. Um, so no, I like, I like Flaherty. I, I like that he's coming to a better team, much better defensively. So if he can build on what he did those past 10 games to get a three ERA, now we get a better defense behind him and he could get a, a that ERA below three. I'm excited about that. And he can easily get, he should be able to easily get us in through six innings. And I feel really good about this bullpen. If a starter can go six. Yeah, uh, good innings eater. Yeah, um, I'm, I like it too. I think it's a good pickup. I think it's a great price that we got him for. Um, gave nothing costing. Got a, a good guy to get us. Um, I think the goal right now is win the division. I think Jack Flaherty gives us a better chance to win the division. I still worry about the playoffs um, and that how that lines yes. up. But we'll we'll face that battle when, when we uh, get to it. Right. Um, real but quick, I also- Josh. Yeah, there, I don't feel like there's a team that we can't beat. Yeah. Ex- yeah. The Braves concern me because we didn't play well in Atlanta. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the two best teams in baseball are the Braves. And listen, if that's what you're worried about, that means right. we're in the World Series. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and the other team, like like the, I think the Astros are great. And that's why, again, right. if you the, win the division, that, buy. that means you, you, you get a buy. Yeah, that buy is huge. Right, because if you don't, that means if you're the wild card, you're playing the second wild card. And let me tell you right now, if you're the second wild card, you are playing, or the first wild card, you're playing either the Rangers or the Astros. I'm pretty sure that's how this is going to work out. Yeah. And so you have to play the Angels, the, the, either the Rangers or the Astros in the first I mean, round. Yeah. What's that? So you, you have to win the division. Right. Yeah, you got to win the division. Because you're right, it's the it's going to be the Astros, the Rangers, and probably like the Blue Jays as your three wild cards. What about the Rays? Oh yeah, the Rays. You're right. The Rays would be in there. Yeah, you're right. The Rays, not the Angels, or not. And no, yeah, we've played good against the Rays, but I'd much rather skip that wild card series and just go straight to the divisionals. Yeah, but, so whatever, but if, whatever's before the divisional. What's right? But we're not playing the Rays. In the wild card round, because if we're playing the wild card round, that means the Rays have won the division. So right, oh, good point. Good the point. Astros the AL East team is going to have to play the Astros or the Rangers. Yeah, you're right. Good All point. Right. Um, just real quick, Josh. I know you have a, a T-shirt for him. So thoughts on um, Brian Baker getting sent down and, and Joy Crable um, in the bullpen? Uh, Are you okay with that move that they chose? Kind of. Crable over Baker? I was surprised. Crable pitched really well yesterday. It was a surprising move. Um, But, again, it all comes down to options and stuff. And I don't – I bet Baker's back up here in three, four days or whatever the minimum is a week. He'll be back up. They're going to play with this bullpen a lot until we can get, like we said, Means, Wells, Givens, all those guys up here. Yeah, you need need fresh arms, pitch innings. I imagine Crable will get a lot of action. And then yeah, be sent down. <laughs> they'll use Crable hard. They'll send him down. They'll bring Baker yeah. back up. But it's if, he, if Crable pitches well, here's his chance, right? If he pitches really well, he could he could yeah. earn, earn his spot. 
Correct. Um, so yeah, this there. I think there's a couple open spots in rotation. We have Voth, who's coming back as well. So right, there's gonna they've, be... they've been doing this all season with Vespi up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. So no, no concerns there. Uh, like I said, get Mateo off. Get Mateo out of here. And 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 or or Ortiz up. Is that the corresponding? Ortiz, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ortiz up. Even if Ortiz only plays a couple of days a week, you think he should still be here? Um, like, who, like I know in the future Ortiz is a better player, but right now, even Josh, think about Mateo's speed and what he does defensively. Like, do you think right now, Mateo or Ortiz is better for our team right now? Yes, because right now, because of our outfield being all banged up, we have McKenna up here for that speed and for that bench spot. Okay, but when Mullins so, comes back and Hicks comes back? What, then you end up sending McKenna down, and I don't, I don't know. I West, Westberg shows a lot of speed. Yeah, so Westberg's faster than I thought. He, yeah, he's, he's yeah. fast. So I, I'm not too yeah. concerned about speed. You have a young, speedy, athletic team. Yeah, that's true. I, right now, I'm seeing Mateo play shortstop almost every day, and I'm tired. Yeah, I don't know why he's getting so much playing time. I don't know why. I, don't, I mean, you have Arias, Henderson, Westberg. Why does makes, Mateo need to play? I don't really. It still makes no sense that. because he sucks at the plate. So you're not doing matchups. Yeah, so you're, you're. I don't. Know. I know it's lefty righty. Okay, I get it. Manager Hyde, lefty righty, still. I, I would rather have Frazier going lefty lefty. Right. Then um I think you do without even playing Frazier. But whatever. I I I, I don't know. I, I like I just, Mateo as a as a bench option. I don't understand why. I feel like he's getting set up to fail a little bit. It's almost like they wanna they want him to fail and then they can move him. I don't know. Yeah. Justify the him being shut down. All right. I I don't know what they're doing, but it's it's frustrating to see Mateo out there. All right, we we did an hour and five minutes of some good Orioles talk. Yeah, frustrating again, too, but but this team's a lot of fun. Uh, oh yeah, that to, to, I mean tonight, it's a it's right, a fun they're, team. They're struggling tonight, but it's the third game out of four in in Toronto, and we are the series. <laughs> how much? Well, we the, the season series, the season yeah. series. How much fun is it when the Orioles put up a bunch of runs in the first inning? Like that was like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We scored runs in the first inning. So yeah, much co- fun. Did it coincide? It's coincidence or not that they started batting Rutschman leadoff, and all of a sudden we started scoring a bunch of runs in the first inning? <laughs> yeah, with a nice slow guy, with a slow guy in leadoff. A guy who gets on base an awful lot. Right. Hits a lot of doubles in the leadoff spot. Yeah. Yep, yep. Gets doubles, gets walked. So, um, yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Everything's fun with this team right now. So I yeah, can't complain about can't complain about anything. No, any they're, they're must-watch TV right now, yeah. Yeah, any little gripes we had tonight, it's not really a big deal. Nothing really we're concerned about. They're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. and I've, That's what we've been asking for for years. So. Yeah, listen, I, mean, I think it's going to be a fight for the division, but uh, it's going to be a, a fight we're going to enjoy watching each night. It's going to yep. be some ups and downs. I'm not saying it's all ups, but <laughs> it's going to be some downs. It's like, it's like we talked about uh, last week. We've had we so much now. fun talking Orioles. We don't get the personal stuff anymore. No, we don't. No, off, well, we will this yeah. off season, yeah. but right now it's like no, we got to talk Orioles. It's just there's, crazy. There's too many good stories. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Um, yeah. Josh, anything to promote? I, I saw a new Fuji T shirt that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I've got Fuji shirts and Cano shirts and Batista new Batista shirt. Hey, have you seen? I've got this new game, and it's this dice rolling game. I've got to get a copy up to you and Silas. 
it's oh no, awesome. like fastball over that. Yeah, it's like, like you nice roll, rolling baseball. You roll yeah. the dice, and like you know, if you get snake eyes, it's a home run. But if you get a one and a six, it's a single. If you get a two and a six, that's a strikeout. Okay. And it's all based on odds, and then you move your little pieces around. And I've got custom Birdland Sports ones where the teams are Charm City versus Birdland. Oh, nice. And uh, I've got them. They're probably going to go up on the site and then probably tonight, tonight or tomorrow. But I'm really excited. It's a little wooden game. And I've been, <laughs> before the show, I was sitting here playing it all by myself because my sample just came in, and I love it. Is it's, it a one-person game or it's like a two-person, right? You have some competition there? It's two-person. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. roll you because you have a home team and an away team, and you yeah. roll the dice and you move the little stick thing around. It's awesome. Like I was in this real like, last year, I think I talked about this really really nerdy like baseball game I was in where it was dice rolling and you were going head to head against people, and it was cool and it was but it was so nerdy. Yeah. This I can play. This I can just play simple with anyone like silas is going to love this thing can't wait to get it to you well silas was just talking about and he he did this with um his 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 poppy came up with this game where the action the little baseball figures that you you got him in the field yeah and all the baseball figures and him and poppy made a game with a deck of cards where depending on what card you got was oh that's smart either hit or single or an out yeah yeah that's smart i will um no i got a i've got a couple samples so i'll send you this game or uh there's a chance even I see you in the next couple of weeks or something. Oh yeah, we gotta here. talk. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm yeah. free if you want to do something tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might. Friday night. I think yeah. I might make the trip up there uh, tomorrow, so we'll talk. Maybe get together this weekend. But yeah, Silas is gonna love this thing. It's so cool, and I hope I, I found a guy on FC that I'm partnering with to make some special Birdman Sports versions, and I'm gonna hopefully have it up on the site real soon. I've been sharing it on Twitter. People seem to like it. So oh, that's cool. That out. That's cool. Yeah, there's there's cool new shirts, but definitely check this game out. I'll have to post a video or something about it. It's, I'm really excited about launching it. Oh, nice. That sounds cool. I need to come up with a name for it. That I think there's a legit name. I got to figure out what I'm going to call it. Right. You didn't invent this game. No, I didn't invent the game. Yeah. And the truth is you can go around and find other people with this game, but I have a custom Baltimore version, a Birdland version one, that uh, is really cool and it's like the perfect size, so I'm excited to get it out. Nice. All right, cool. Um, so you guys can check that out and all the other latest stuff they have for Birdland Sports. You can follow them on Twitter. See, it's called the Baseball Dice Game, which oh, is yeah. a stupid name. The most generic right. title ever. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to come up with a new name for it um, real soon, <laughs> but it'll be up on the site tonight. Probably it's saying Baseball Dice Game until I come up with a name for it. But check that out. Check out the shirts. Uh, new Homer Hose shirt up as well that I really like. It's my one of my favorite new shirts. All, right, so, nice. all that's up there. Cool. Um, and while you're at it, while you're on the internet, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rather, and give us five stars. Oh, it's been a long time. I would love to see a review. Yeah, we need a new five-star review. So go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Taroka and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Hoes.